0: Welcome to City on a Hill Gaming, a family-friendly tabletop RPG podcast. Let's meet our players. Hello, I'm Daniel. Hi, I'm
1: Grant.
2: Hi, I'm Peter.
3: Hi, I'm Greg.
2: Hey, I'm Shanine. Hi, I'm Andrea.
3: What's up? I'm Ben. We hope you enjoy our show.
0: Welcome back to City on a Hill Gaming. I am your narrator, Ryan, joined this time by Greg. Hi. Grant. Hey. Andrea. Hey. And Peter. Hello. Uh, we are down a Daniel, a Ben, and a Shanine, so we have tucked them into a corner safely where they can't be harmed in character, and or hopefully out of character, frankly. And yeah. uh, and they will return uh, hopefully next time. So, last time, I believe we approximately ended with you guys boarding the ship that would be taking you on your expedition, uh, the ship that is known as the Night Hammer. And uh, you guys were kind of just loosely introduced to the the captain and the crew, and then brought on board the uh, pack of mistakes I let you choose as pack animals who we were stowed away with all your provisions, and uh, the ship sets out. So, you have now been at sea for approximately an hour, hour and a half. The crew has kind of let you get a little accustomed to being at sea, because I think at least of the group here currently... Grant, I would think Tox is probably the only one with a significant amount of experience at sea, so uh, everybody probably needs a little time to adjust. Yeah, that's about right from what I remember. Because I believe Tox has, Tox has spent a fair amount of time at sea.
1: Oh yeah, Tox is a professional sailor and part-time wizard, sure. at least as like far as anyone knows.
0: Right. So, uh, you guys are kind of given some time to just roam around, and the ship you were on is fairly large. Uh, Grant, you have probably only been on one... Tox has probably only been on one larger ship than this one, and that was only very briefly. The majority of the ships in the Expeditionary Navy are not quite actually this large. And you know loosely that actually the Nighthammer is the oldest ship in the Expeditionary Navy. To your knowledge, at least, is several hundred years old and still in remarkably good condition. Uh, For the rest of you... This ship actually looks like it could have only been out to sea for maybe six months ever. Uh, It does not look like it has basically spent uh, hardly any time kind of out and about. Uh, Felix is the person who greeted you originally when you arrived at the ship, and Felix is going to take you below deck to the various cabins and quarters for crew and such. He takes you down a flight of stairs around from the back of the ship to the front of the ship, and then down another flight of stairs. Uh, to where all the crew berths are and you are taken to the second room down on your right and it is actually a berth entirely for guests and within it are a series of smaller compartments sort of um a Japanese capsule hotel. so it's sort of like a long row of very small compartments uh, that are basically just meant for sleeping and stowing gear because uh, the rest of the time is spent more out and about on the ship. Uh, the ship is actually Five levels from top to bottom. But you are a little uncertain what the bottom two levels are, Grant. Uh, talks would assume that the average ship only had three levels normally. So five seems like a lot. And uh,
1: well, She's got a deep draft to them?
0: Yes, very. Very specific ports are the only ones accessible. Felix tells you to stow your gear, get comfortable, and to uh, come back up on the deck uh, within the next hour or so as the captain would like to speak to you. Cool. I mean, I'm up there at five, so... You're, you you toss it in the bunk and just go back up. Yeah. Okay, fair enough.
1: Maybe ten. I may poke my head around. Talks will get, get themselves familiarized with the layout as best he can, because there's oh. some things that are standard, and there's always those
4: little
0: quirks. Yes.
4: Okay, so I, I just have one phrase for you as to how Montague reacts to this tiny little thing. Cat in a box. He I, climbs into his little bunk, curls up, wraps his big fluffy tail around himself, and looks just blissed out and snug for a moment. I didn't know if that you was going what? to be cat. I neck.
1: prefer this to like 45 days of sailing with a cat that thinks it's in a carrier.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, do you mean cat in a carrier <laughs> or cat in a cardboard box? Because those are different reactions. Oh, no, <laughs> cardboard box. Oh, thank goodness.
4: Ooh, <laughs> Oodabox. snug.
0: <laughs> I could use all of this space, or I could use only this space. This space seems yeah. more comfortable. So do you guys want to do anything in the room? There's not a ton in the room. It's just kind of a large space of berths.
2: I think Tansy would crawl into one and then just like smack her hands to either side of the wall and Drew would craft a whole bunch of vines
0: Okay, all okay. throughout the box. Good. Make it feel a little more uh, at home. Love to see it. You do notice in the back of yours, the the group's specific cabin, that there are, are appear to be a couple of individually closed-off doors. This ship somehow—don't worry about technology; it's not important. This ship has plumbing and therefore has restrooms and showers uh, accessible to you guys in this room and presumably throughout other parts of the ship.
1: I mean, uh, we don't need to worry about plumbing; it's all just you know applied prestidigitation. So,
0: well, it wasn't, but it is now. Also, Applied Prestidigitation sounds like something I should take as a college freshman. And I like that concept.
4: I mean, Uh, it's probably one of the 101 classes at Wizard School.
0: Applied Prestidigitation. (laughs) Followed by gym, uh, lunch, and I don't know. Wi-Fi is dangerous. Please be careful. 203. (laughs) Okay. So I assume over the next little bit, uh, talks virtually immediately, and then everyone else sort of wanders up eventually. Uh, You guys make your way back on deck. Uh, and you you notice the crew is kind of milling about. Uh, everyone appears to have something specific they are responsible for, and they appear to have been set about those duties kind of doing their thing, just completing whatever their normal series of tasks are. Grant, you notice that this looks like a crew that has probably been together for some amount of time. There, there's not a whole lot of uh, yelling commands. There's a whole lot of the assumption that people know what they're supposed to be doing and are already doing it before you need to remind them they need to be doing it. How does the boss treat their crew? From what you've seen, authoritatively, but not uh, abruptly or aggressively. All right. That's true, because the boss tends to handle more of that than uh, the captain necessarily does. Captain tends to stay at the helm. Yes, captain seems to let uh, the person on the ship who simply, people just typically refer to him as the boss. He seems to handle more of the assignments. Uh, And he is actually the one who stops you when you come back up on deck. And he kind of waits for the lot of you to gather, right? Okay, so obviously we're all we were all introduced when you got on the ship. But for my clarification, as when you are on this ship uh, for any extended period of time, you are expected to uh, operate as part of the crew. Uh, so I need to understand what it is you do, so I know where to assign you correctly. And he looks directly at Tox. You've clearly been at sea before. Specification, yeah, specification, you prefer.
1: Oh, prefer wherever's fine, really. Just uh, prefer above above decks, but that's most everything. Any anywhere on decks, fine. Uh, I've worked. I'll name off a couple different ships that I've served on in in a
0: couple different capacities. Nod, nod, disapproving grunt, nod. I'll in that a
1: little, a, one of those little like half-hearted. Uh, what can you do? Shrugs.
0: Yeah, fair enough. You work where you're assigned. No arguments here. What I'm going to have you do is uh, you'll split your time uh, between the captain. We try and keep a couple of people available at all times to steer the ship should anything go wrong. Uh, and the rest of the time you'll split with, uh, we'll say Felix. He handles a lot of the rigging work.
1: Nice, sir. And uh, if you need it, anybody to uh, go under the under the waves and check the hull at any point, I have no objection. I, I'm a good swimmer. I'll sort of indicate the webbed parts of uh, Tox's hands
0: oh he gives a, a second glance ah good good that's always helpful you love to see uh, you love to see it all right, Um, right let's yeah, for go those uh,
1: listening at home Tox is Um, it's been a while since we've talked about this but he's got a, yes. a natural swim speed and can hold his breath for 15 minutes without any issue uh, and it has better dark vision underwater than out of it so I don't know how we're going to
0: use that but we're going to use that last part at some point
1: okay noted Trust me, I'll go in the water. You don't have to worry about it. I will make that happen.
0: Uh, okay, he turns and looks at Andrea. Right. Uh, he he looks at a list. Uh, tansy?
2: Yeah.
0: Tansy, right. What is your trade, ma'am?
2: I'm really more of a ground person. Great with plants. I like animals. I okay. can braid. So if you need some rope, I gotcha
0: interesting okay so when you guys came on on board there was a lady uh i think halfway up the mast with a monkey on her shoulder her name is nara the monkey's name is gems he points to nara nara is the one who normally handles our uh expeditions sort of foraging when we first make land some places you got to balance your supplies with things you can find you may be of uh use to her and uh she normally just kind of does different things here and there when she's actually on the ship and not when we're at land. So you'll be with Nara. Um, okay. let's see. Brother Brock, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. What's your stick, sir?
3: <clears throat> books.
0: B- books. Hmm.
3: Books. Interesting. Yeah. Reading them, organizing them. How are you with just numbers? Numbers are just fancy letters. It's all good. Numbers
0: are Okay, Ryan can't process that, so we're going to move on. Um
1: right, I'm going to have a conversation about that's... the introduction of uh, you know, Hindu-Arabic numerals to Western society. So, you
0: know. I'm, I'm just trying to reconcile the two semesters of high school calculus now with whatever it was Greg just said. All right, we're going to move on from that one just fancy
3: letters all right yeah that's mm. <laughs> love it we okay it, it, in my defense though grant we haven't specified what type of language is used in this world <laughs> that's so true it might not be arabic numbers no uh, that's true but you know so many societies use you
1: know their letters as numbers to start with and then progress past okay. that point exactly all
0: right you're this could
3: all be roman numerals
0: hmm. okay right <laughs> we'll come back to that um you're with me I uh, I handle the books for our trade deals in and out of port. You're in my office now. And the giant cat. Oh, interesting. Montague. Montague
4: just kind of poofs himself a little bit more, and it's just like hmm. the fluff somehow magnifies. Just looks at him with, like, big kitty eyes. <laughs>
0: That's going to be interesting with the humidity at sea. All right. What is your area of expertise Mm,
4: i have investigative skills i am reasonably good in a fight uh i know a bit about nature but that's mostly on ground what's your profession uh i'm a herald oh you ever
0: work in an armory
4: not recently wouldn't mind learning
0: fair enough three levels down the lady named bell who runs uh the onboard armory. you can go help her don't let the fur get singed
4: He uh, he walks down and like it looks like he can't fit through the passage and he just walks right through because it's all floof and keeps going <laughs> like walks between some bars or something I
0: like I like yeah like when he passes through doors there's like an extra three inches of fluff traveling yeah. in your wake <laughs> as it forces side. itself through yeah. either side yeah good <laughs> good you love to see it okay
4: yeah remember he's based on a palace cat so <laughs> pile all the of hair with eyes yeah and now it's now it's even floofier because it's humid so it's crimpy and floofy
0: ocean air okay uh so you guys are all divvied out to your individual mentors and set about with a variety of tasks Um, most of it's just you know general at sea manual labor there's not a whole lot of complexity to what you're doing uh greg you are you have been tasked with the uh Fun directive of organizing all of his books and by all of his books i mean all of the ship's financial logs that currently sit in a pile uh and need to be sorted your preferred method of categorizing is acceptable uh andrea you are tasked with helping uh sort supplies the things that have just come on ship and with (laughs) with helping uh figure out how all the supplies need to be sorted, uh, what most quickly will need to be replaced, and helping identify... She she actually has... Nara has a small collection in her little area of the ship of plants that she's growing on ship. They're all very small and very new. And uh, I tell you what, make me a nature roll. <laughs> okay, plus uh... the D4. Okay.
2: so Hefty ten.
0: (laughs) Hefty ten. Strong ten. So you reckon, like, one of these looks vaguely familiar of the five, uh, but you can't specifically identify it. The one thing you do realize is that the other four, from your experience as a druid, because I assume you've been a druid for a fair amount of time, you don't think these, these aren't from around here, so to speak. These don't look or grow the way plants on this plane do, that you have seen. They could be from very specific parts of the plane that maybe you aren't as familiar with, but these don't look normal, frankly. Uh, But she still keeps trying to water them like you would water normal plants to mixed results. Mm. One of them is either dying or normally that color and you're not sure which. (laughs) It could just be that color or it could be dying. I haven't figured these out yet. I don't even know what they are. I don't even know if you're Mm -hmm. supposed to water them, but I've been trying.
2: They look good, I think. I'm not sure either,
0: but I think between the two of us,
2: we can figure it out.
0: Okay. We'll, we'll work on that because they're very pretty and I don't want them to die. But I'm they not entirely really certain pretty. that one's not already dead. It may have been dead when I got it.
2: It can, we can, I, I
0: can fix that. We it's can fine. fix it. We'll fix it later. It's fine. Good. Yeah. I like the optimism. Grant talks is actually given a little bit of time. You do, you do a couple of just random things. Uh, and then you were given a little bit of time at the wheel. You have steered a ship before. You have never steered anything this large, but it has a very unusual balance to it that you're not quite accustomed to, mm-hmm. and it moves pretty fluidly, and despite the fact that it looks fairly new, it sails like it's been in the water for a long time, even if it doesn't look like it. Peter, uh, your first, the rest of your first day is spent uh, on safety training, on <laughs> how to use the uh, ship's onboard forge uh, without burning yourself or any of the floof. Because that seems very dangerous. I
4: appreciate this. My floof is very
3: flammable. Yes. And burning the ship, I assume, too?
0: Yes. Also not burning the ship. Ship first, floof second, safety third. <laughs> that was my motto in college, uh, in my set design and stagecraft class. My teacher did not like That's it. That's
1: true of every set design and safety class, right up until the shop instructor holds up the fingers
0: that are missing. Mm-hmm. She still had all of hers, which was nice. <laughs> safety third. But, Yes. So you guys uh, kind of just get accustomed to your new tasks as the day goes on. And then eventually everybody packs everything up. One of the other crew members comes and takes over uh, steering. Uh, you believe it's uh, the cannoneer, at Nahaja. And mm-hmm. uh, everyone heads down onto the uh, first first deck down. So I guess the, the second level uh, where dinner is being fixed by a large workman.
1: Um, one thing that I, I'm curious about here. Can I get a, uh, uh, a look at anything that's being used to navigate by, or is the navigator just uh, providing, all right, hold this he- heading, and are they keeping the, uh, the maps and navigational equipment kind of locked away from the crew?
0: You, you think it's interesting. There's actually a table set up next to uh, the ship's wheel that you don't think is normally there. It looks sort of like hastily set up and it looks like it's sort of been hastily bolted to the deck. Um, Mm -hmm. And you see the captain or whoever is steering at the moment continually looking at a map like they don't know where they're going necessarily. Mm. Okay. Uh, And you see on the map... um, So this map is a very standard exploration, you know, planar exploration navy issued map of the northern half of the plane... Except in sort of the top half, there's just this, someone's literally drawn on the map, an entire small continent that was not on the map before, and that seems to be the direction you're headed. Neat. Sort of loosely in the direction of something that was not on the map, and those maps are updated once every two to three years.
1: Ox will, as he has a chance, and it's going to be tough, try and memorize as much of that uh, map as possible.
0: Sort of a, a, the layout of, of the island or the whole map itself?
1: The uh, continent, at least get get the outline. I don't know if you want, like, an intelligence check
0: or... I
1: tell you what, make me
0: an investigation check and then an intelligence check. All right,
1: well, good news. I don't have any bonuses to investigation. That's how you know we're doing this, right?
0: That's right. Uh, With those good old-fashioned uh, plain D20 rolls. That's, a, that's an 18, though. <laughs> that's an 18, though. That is an 18, though. Okay, now make me just a flat intelligence check.
1: Alrighty. Yes, there it is. Sorry, had to find that button. Whip.
0: Okay. Uh, 12. 12. Okay, so you do have actually a decent amount of time to really look over the map. You think if you do this repeatedly for a couple of days, you can become fairly comfortable with the layout that they are, you think, estimating for the island? Um, okay, You do notice they, you know how you would color a map to indicate Areas where a ship of whatever size you're on is safe to dock. So depending um, on just how deep the water is in those areas. Right. They only have three areas of the entire island continent shaded in a way you think you can dock the ship there. Uh, One at the southern edge, one at the northern, uh, sort of northeastern area, and one at the northwestern. Uh, It appears they don't think the ship can be docked actually all that many places on the island. Sure. Sure. Makes sense with the deep draft. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So everybody comes down, presumably at some point, to uh, the mess for dinner. Um, Everyone is served dinner by a large orc man who does not ask what you want, uh, simply hands you things um, and attempts to smile, at least at the four of you, uh, because you're new and it's good to be polite. Uh, Enjoy, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy. (laughs) You do notice there appear to actually be a handful of options uh for different members of the crew so if you do notice something that does not fit uh, your preferred uh, meal scheme you are welcome to request adjustments he is actually fairly willing to make uh, changes for folks just kind of sit wherever Uh, meals are three times a day dinner's always at this time you eat what you're served unless you have a good reason not to be so we'll adjust if we need to enjoy and don't say anything bad about it because I get angry real easily. But he he just smiles when he says it. And is like, absolutely not true, but it's fine. Right. Okay. Nice to meet you. Uh, and he goes back to stirring whatever is nice in the pot. <laughs> uh, it looks edible. Edible. Well, That's an improvement. Shrug, grab fork, start eating. <laughs> yeah. Once dinner is done, uh, folks kind of disperse back around the ship. You hear some somebody up on deck playing music. People are playing cards. People are playing... Uh, dragon Chess, just because I always like to say Dragon Chess. And uh, the captain asks the Ford of you to stay in the mess for a minute. Yes. All right. Again, welcome on board. Uh, you seem to have adjusted fairly well to your new responsibilities. We appreciate the help. Sort of an expectation if you're on the ship for long enough. Uh, we will treat you like a part of the crew in good ways and bad. Uh, but I'm sure you'll be fine. You each seem mm-hmm. to have developed some kind of individual niche. She kind of stares down Peter, just like looking for burn spots, but doesn't notice anything. So
4: no changes on the fluff.
0: It'll probably be fine. I would like to meet with you. Uh, this journey I expect to take maybe two weeks. Uh, I would like to meet with you in a couple of days, kind of go over what we've learned about the island and uh, take a look at where on the map we think is best for us to uh, make harbor and hopefully establish a base camp. I will. Uh, I will tell you at some point. In uh, the middle of next week, there is a shipwide wide event uh, that we do uh, every longer-term voyage. We here on the Night Hammer are fans of what is lovingly known as the sport of professional wrestling. And we have a regular professional wrestling event on the ship that the different members of the crew participate in. Obviously, you guys are not regular members of the crew, uh, so you will not be participating actively. But that said, hopefully uh, you will enjoy Kel tends to run those events, and at least he seems to enjoy them, and that's what matters. Uh, But anything that keeps the crew fairly happy and no one gets hurt, I'm okay with. She turns and looks at Montague and Tansy. Speaking of no one getting hurt, uh, what do either of you know about uh, healing magic? My understanding is both Um, of you potentially have some understanding. A
2: little bit. Do some.
0: Okay, good. We tend to not see a lot of combat in these waters. Uh, this area is area is fairly safe, but it's always good to have a couple other healers about. We'll keep an eye yeah, on just, things.
4: Just to be a little more explicit, Ryan, Monty yes. has a uh, a five point pool of lay on hands right now, okay. and that's it. <laughs> so Okay, it's not nothing. It's not, it's actual,
0: literal, Actually, not wait,
4: nothing. No. Okay. His casting um, progression, he's got two first level spell slots as well. So oh, okay. he could potentially have two castings of cure wounds on top of that as on top of the, uh That's but, definitely I mean, not, you know, not nothing. Yeah. Okay.
0: And I assume so. Andrea's healing is in approximately the same position.
4: I, uh, yeah,
2: I can do healing word.
0: And probably good berry.
2: Um, yeah, I think so.
0: Okay. Okay, that's something. Good. Okay, well, I just wanted to, to take take a moment and speak with you. The, the responsibilities you were given today will be what you do most of the time going forward. Uh, so just report to each of your stations each morning. And uh, if you have any questions, find me or Bossman and let us know. Um, I, have, I have a question. Okay. Yes, ma'am.
2: What is, what is your favorite plant?
0: She looks deeply confused. Um, <laughs> um, uh, favorite? Interesting. Um, uh, she, she pauses, smiles. I don't get to see them often because, you know, at sea. Uh, but I am quite fond of roses, actually. Rather simple. But I'm quite fond of roses, preferably uh, orange, which is a, a regional variant to my area where I grew up. So nice, yes, preferably. Uh, Druid, right? That makes sense. Um, <laughs> I saw the vines. That's fine. Uh, preferably keep them from spreading, like vines do. Oh, yeah, no,
2: I, it's I got it under control.
0: Okay, all right, good. She does not. Anytime I want. Remotely convinced. <laughs> yeah, I can quit whenever I want. I promise. <laughs> She she does not look convinced, but I'm sure it's fine. Right. Good. Okay. Well, thank you. Normally, after dinner on ship, there are a variety of activities. Uh, and by activities, I mean some amount of card games, dragon chess, and or music. Um, you may participate. You may not participate. That is entirely up to you. There is zero expectation either way. Um, please don't gamble away all of your money. It's my only caveat. Joke's
4: um, on you. We don't have money.
0: That's also true. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Monty turns out one of his pockets and like picks out some lint with his claws and looks at it. There's a moth He'll and just like and nothing twins. else. <laughs> yeah, but God. actually no, while he's looking at the lint, a moth comes by, steals it from him, and takes it <laughs> off to namada.
0: <laughs> oh, come on, man.
4: <laughs> he looks a little bit sad. <laughs>
0: uh Ta talks right. Um yeah. boss said you were willing to go under the ship yeah. Okay. Our normal inspections in two days. Uh if you don't mind, we'll send you under there with um I mean I'll have to look at the list and see who's who's uh first up. But yeah, we'll send you under there with somebody to get you comfortable with how large the ship is.
1: Right. Very good.
0: Thank you. All right. You guys are free to do uh, as you please. So that that said out of character. Is there anything you specifically want to do before day one on ship ends?
1: Yeah, I definitely want to socialize with the crew. Okay. Um Get to know them. Lean on the whole. Hey, you know, I've sailed here. You know, what ships have you been on? Just that whole professional camaraderie,
0: right? Sort of right. Thing. Okay. And I don't know what those just are.
1: sort of get in. Like, I'm not planning on picking up a ton of new information or anything tonight. But sure. I, w- I want to get in with them, make myself a known, comfortable one of the one of the lads kind of figure. You right. Know?
0: Right. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um. Okay.
1: You know, for the incredibly diverse selection of lads available
0: yes um okay so you have oh i forgot them okay i'll have to put them on the list here in a minute
1: that's concerning
0: i I added npcs after i added npcs and so now there's a few missing but that's fine so we'll go down some options i I tell you what what you tell me what kind of crew member you're looking for grant
1: uh i'm not looking for anyone in particular i'm really just trying to
0: kind of get to know them and get them comfortable with me okay so just wherever you can find a moderately sized congregation of crew yeah yeah uh,
1: um maybe you know probably a little bit of gambling going on yes uh, because Tox did not spend all of his starting cash and has you know for a first second level character a reasonable amount of uh money available to him to them
0: When I think you guys each got a very small amount. Uh, Yeah, you guys each also got 50 gold before the expedition started. I don't remember if you guys all spent it or not. I think some folks did. Okay, Grant, you find a group um, sitting on the edge of the mess playing, I was going to make a three-card Monty, three-card Montague joke, um, but I don't know anything (laughs) actually about three-card Monty. So we'll go with um, some variation of poker with what appear to be uh, crudely drawn characterizations of Pokemon on the yeah, cards. Right. There seems to be some kind of combat involved in the poker. Sure, that tracks Yu-Gi-Oh. Hey now. Um He's not wrong though. He I don't know enough about Yu-Gi-Oh to argue either way. Alright, good enough. <laughs> you get um, a
1: hand and then you win the game or lose the game.
0: That much I do know is true. That's startlingly accurate. Um yeah. It's a quick game, that one. Okay. Um so I tell you what, do you want to just immediately try and jump in or just kind of Hang out on the edge and work your way in. Work my way in for
1: sure. I, this this is I, look. I'm new, but one of the ways that you can get in on this is you know gambling and maybe getting strategically no losing a couple of
0: gambles here and right, there. Right, 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 right. Okay. Do you want to? So let's say once you're able to get in a hand, um, are we going to do this with just some perception? Are we going to do this with some sleight of hand? Maybe a little insight. What are you thinking?
1: Uh, I mean that or honestly. I can just say, hey, I'm gonna lose like ten
0: gold here. Okay, okay, just very purposefully. Yeah. Okay. Um you draw you draw an absolute banger of an opening hand and manage to somehow forcibly eat it away in one of the more impressively moments you've ever seen in this game. Um, it should have been stone impossible to lose with that opener. I'm right. proud of you, that was very impressive. Big brain play here. That's right. It takes more skill to lose uh with the hand you drew than it does to win with that hand. One of the crew members, uh, you recognize this one as Zig, who is a uh, fire genasi, um, just kind of looks over at you. That's not how I would have played that. Interesting.
1: Well, you know, I probably should have asked for the rules first.
0: Ah, unnecessary. I'm sure you'll be fine. You've clearly been at sea before. True, true. Where was your last port?
1: Last port? Name an appropriate city. Uh... (laughs) You Know, uh, I'll say, I uh, it was you know, such as you know, off, off of the uh, the whatever you know, the whatever my last uh, ship that I surfed on was.
0: Okay, uh, as we're going, I tell you what, you name me the ship. Um, okay, oh, just to come as something names, hits you. Huh? Um, All right. interesting, I spent some time on uh, on that one some years ago. Nice ship, very quick, yeah, yeah, we made good
1: time, that's for sure.
0: Interesting, good, 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 good. Well. Uh, I tell you what, I'll deal you back in, and we'll see if you do any better this time. Thank you. Um. We'll see right. if my purse thanks you after this. I think you're going to do just fine here. Uh-huh. uh I tell you what, Grant, make me a... maybe an inside check. Okay, not, sure. Not related to the playing of your cards.
1: No. No, I didn't think so. But don't worry, this is something
0: else I'm bad at. Good, perfect. Love to see uh, it. Oh, so do I. So I'm expecting at least a 15. I was close. 13. Um, <laughs> There is something, you have been at sea enough times, um, or in enough taverns, whichever, probably both. Um, the cards were dealt very specifically, you just can't tell in whose favor. Mm. Um, okay. And this is, uh we'll say there's four people in this hand. Um, make me either performance, persuasion, sleight of hand, or deception. Check, your choice.
1: Performance, persuasion, sleight of hand, or deception?
0: Yes. Good news. None of those
1: could are things I'm good at. <laughs> Love to
2: see zeros across
1: the board. Uh, 14 on sleight of hand. Okay. You make
0: a smooth move and eliminate two other people from this particular hand, leaving just you and Zig. And Zig just looks at you and just smiles because you know that Zig knows that you know that Zig knows. Uh, exactly what mm-hmm. you just did. Uh, but he doesn't say anything. Interesting. All right. Hmm. I like your style, new one. I like your style. Tell you what, I fold. Congratulations to your purse. <sighs> needed after that drawing. Uh, you are now up 20 gold. All right. So, net of plus 10. All right. Very interesting. So, what do you know of this mysterious new island?
1: Oh, not an enormous amount. It's... New? I do know it's bigger than I had expected.
0: For the first time, he nods. He nods knowingly, which he does all the time. But this time, he doesn't look cocky when he does it. Mm -hmm. He looks slightly concerned. Accurate. On that,
1: interesting rumors.
0: Huh. I saw some of those rumors. This will be interesting. You keep your head about you. Mm. I have concerns. Noted. So, do any of your friends know how to play this game? Or am I only going to be taking your money?
1: Well, having seen the state of their pockets, you're only going to be taking my money because I think I'm the only one
0: who brought any. Unfortunate. Most disappointing. But that's fine. I'm sure at some point uh, I'll take money from each of them, as is normal. The cocky, like, all the disconcertion from earlier is gone. It's just back to just pure bravado.
4: Cool. Well then. Hmm.
0: Uh, And at that point... Felix, who is the, uh, the master of, master at arms for the ship, uh, walks in the room and Felix and Zig lock eyes and there is an unnecessary amount of tension in the room now. Prototype. (laughs) Save it for later, Zig. You'll get your shot. We'll see. The belt will be mine. And Felix just smirks and walks off. Hmm. Well, I have training to do. I will see you later. Thanks for listening to City on the Hill Gaming. If you'd like to hear more episodes, find us online at cityonthehillgaming.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at City on the Hill Game, on Instagram at City on the Hill Gaming. You can also find us on YouTube or Twitch by searching for City on the Hill Gaming. If you'd like to send us an email, you can find us at cityonthehillgaming at gmail.com. If you want to hear more from the Saving the Game folks, find them at stgcast.org for their backlog of episodes. And we're also on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com slash Gaming. Thanks as always to all of our Patreon backers, Grizzly Rich, JD, Stephanie, Brian, Sir Lord Epic Name, Andrew and Christina, and Tony. Thank you guys for all you do to support the show. We love you, and we appreciate all of your help. Thank you for listening, and have a blessed day. All right, sound check time.
3: Greg. The glory of God is a living human being... Saint Aureanus of Lyons wrote these beautiful and often quoted words at the end of the second century. In his youth, he had known Saint Polycarp of Smyrna, who in turn had known the Apostle John. They are remarkable words indeed. Yet, what do they mean? Wait, which book is this from? It is uh, Meditations on Christian Anthropology and World and Image. It, it it has lots of different quotes. It also ties in with like art. Those at home can't see that I'm holding up listing pictures that have. art that it ties in with and the author is an orthodox priest or monk i can't remember which one he is offhand he's a priest he's an orthodox priest or monk okay peter
4: there are some people who cannot just sit idly by and watch others suffer who cannot tolerate the presence of vice in their own lives and who are constitutionally unable to accept unjust or cruel structures as they are they are overflowing wells of compassion mercy and kindness performing selfless acts without thought of compensation what is that? that is a description for the saint destiny from more light and dark which is something that i published
0: for 5e or for level up for level up nice okay very nice
4: yeah in fact actually that's the uh, destiny i'm using for montague oh okay sweet growing into it a little bit but <laughs> it's a process
2: yeah andrea Tonight, I give you random Christmas plant fact that I know off the top of my head. Okay. Mistletoe is poisonous if ingested.
0: No Yay.
3: Interesting. Do not climb to the top of an oak tree and eat it. I believe it can drip juices or whatever it is, right? As well? Do not stand open-mouthed underneath mistletoe (laughs) waiting for it to drip.
2: (laughs) Probably a good
0: place for any plant, really. I mean, look, she's not wrong. Um, mm, sap, mm. <laughs> yummy, yummy tree sap of sap doom. is just
3: unrefined syrup. That's
0: that's I mean only technically a maple tricky. tree.
4: <laughs>
0: I want to say that's not accurate, but he's he's only like
4: oak tree or ninety percent wrong. Ugh,
0: that's a great taste. That's not going to go away. All right, Grant, your turn. <laughs>
1: Celiac disease, sometimes called celiac sprue or gluten-sensitive enteropathy, is an immune reaction to eating gluten, a protein found in wheat, barley, and rye. Uh, If you have celiac disease, eating gluten triggers an immune response in your small intestine. Over time, this reaction damages your small intestine's lining and prevents it from absorbing some nutrients. The intestinal damage often causes diarrhea, fatigue, weight loss, bloating, and anemia, and can lead to serious complications. That's the Mayo Clinic definition of celiac, and guess who learned this month? He's got it. It's me, this guy
0: mm-hmm. Yay I, I'm a little worried Because you're now the second person who's a part of Or listens to our podcast who in the last Two months has learned they uh, have Gluten intolerancy issues
2: Yeah, well not to our
0: diagnosing them. That's part I'm gluten
2: free too <laughs> well,
0: there we As
1: go. are and several of our patron backers <laughs> recipes. Of course the fun part of this is I am also allergic to dairy So oh. No butter, cheese, or milk um, or, or is kind of a pain, but mm. yeah, it's, it's something I'm sorting out. Honestly, it's not an unmixed negative because I've had digestive issues for a while that I thought were other things. And if this is it, and I'm still sort of in that, all right, your tests were kind of positive. So let's go gluten-free for a bit. See if that helps, seems to be, but I'm in that's that early stage still. But if it is that, then I Hopefully, we'll get a number of things back into my diet as well, that I had given up. Okay, Like, you know, coffee, a glass of wine every now and (laughs) then, that kind of thing, because I will not have a horribly damaged intestine.
0: (laughs) So... I mean, look, that's the hope. Autoimmune
3: reactions going on. Right. So, So, you know, fun times. So, are you going to start experimenting with gluten-free breads now with your bread-making hobby? No, I'm... I'd kind of given up
1: baking anyway, honestly. It was kind of a pain. And it's very hard to do on a busy schedule. So fair. You know, I, I probably will pick it back up at some up. point when the ADHD brings it back around. Currently I'm back on knitting after a like two year hiatus.
0: So, you know. Fair enough. Yeah. But
1: it'll it'll cycle back around and I'll go, but what if bread?
0: So what, what if but what if bread? <laughs> If it was more oh, relevant, yeah. that would make a sweet t-shirt idea, actually, though. Indeed.
3: Hey, but, there, is, there is the video game. I am bread. That's yes. true. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: The problem is I've only seen it in speedruns, and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's like an 11-minute game. No, it's not,
0: but, you know. <laughs> it's the only way anyone plays it, no. Uh, speedruns. Uh, yeah,
1: just, and this is also, but, you know, A, it's a thing, so, you know, if you're having digestive issues, talk to a gastroenterologist. Trust me. Yeah. They'll help you figure this stuff out. Mm-hmm. Don't let it go for years with you getting sicker and sicker. But also, I this is one reason that I've been kind of low energy on the podcast. Some is I have been rather fatigued and I'm wondering if that's some of it. Also the fact that I have two children, you know. I mean that in and of itself exhausting to be yeah in and of itself. And <laughs> the fact that I have to get up at five forty five in the morning. So Yep. Strong really, note. Okay, good. Well, look, school's like
0: forty five minutes away. It's a process. Yeah, you well, okay, fair. <laughs> trust, trust the process. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um. And for my sound check, uh, today, uh, day of recording, is the uh, day Spotify releases their annual list of things you listen to this year. Um. And my list of things is normally, I would think, fairly uh, amount shorter than the average person's because I just listen to the same things on repeat. Uh. So, for the four of you, what is a song you can listen to repeatedly and still enjoy it? Uh, for today, it was, uh, for me, it was uh, Here Without You, Three Doors Down Today, uh, because, you know, 2006, me never let go of that, apparently, or whatever <laughs> year Here Without You came out. I don't actually remember, but somewhere around that time period. So, Greg, what is a song you can listen to many times in a row?
3: A second, going to YouTube music because I don't use Spotify.
0: Fair. <laughs> I was going to say something snarky, but it seems very reasonable, actually.
3: Yeah, I don't get commercials on YouTube this way.
0: That is something I also have very much enjoyed. Uh, Also, if you like Elastic Heart by Sia, I recommend the Written by Wolves version. Uh, That is actually my number one song for this year for some reason. Uh, But it's a banger, as the kids probably still don't say anymore. But that's fine. Um, Because I'll choose to keep saying it. I've determined that what I do is, uh, twice a year, I pick a word that was relevant six months prior and adopt it into my vocabulary, regardless of whether or not it's still Mm -hmm. relevant.
4: Welcome to being old.
0: Yep. (laughs) Uh, Andrea, what's a song you like to listen to repeatedly?
2: Um, Probably Midnight City by M83. Okay. It's every time it comes on the radio, I just get really excited.
1: Turn the volume all the way up.
0: Okay, one of those. Gotcha, Grant. What you got? And
1: I'm I'm looking through my Bandcamp albums here because I also don't use Spotify, actually. One, I don't even know if they're on Bandcamp, but one that uh, I'm very fond of is uh, Rome by Dessa. Okay. Peter.
4: You can pick basically any song off of Apex by Unleash the Archers, and I can listen to it on repeat. I'm learning all sorts of new things. And I'll send you a
1: link to
0: that one. <clears throat>
4: Greg.
3: Yes, back to me. Back to the Greg.
4: <sighs> okay, while he's digging, so so fun kind of cool thing. like. That album that I just mentioned, Apex, is part one of two. There's a second album after it called Abyss. Okay. The two of them form a lengthy, surprisingly nuanced science fantasy story. Each song is a chapter. There you go. If
1: we're talking uh,
4: albums that tell
1: stories, I have one as well.
4: Okay it it follows basically like this very powerful ancient warrior. Who's got this kind of genie like existence where anybody who wakes him up kind of gets to tell him what to do. <clears throat> and he gets awakened by this horrible, evil tyrant that makes him do stuff that he doesn't want to do. And then, and the second one, somebody much better comes along and kind of sets things to rights. And it's very cool. Uh, second album starts with, uh, A reference to a gravity slingshot maneuver around a neutron star. So that's kind of (laughs) interesting. Trunk start. I'm excited. While they're being chased by what is essentially undead monsters, too. So,
3: (laughs) Science fantasy indeed. That's
4: wild. Yep. All right, Greg, hit me with it.
3: Yeah, I'm going to cheat and use an album as well, because I've been listening to this album at least once a day, every day for the past few days. And that is A Christmas Carol by Majestica. They are a Swedish power metal band, and the album is a Christmas Carol. It's
0: Literally, power metal.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm gonna have to dig that like, out.
3: Each song, and the singer for Majestica is the current guitarist for Sabaton.
4: Wait, mm-hmm. hang on. What?
0: <laughs> I, I was gonna say <laughs> I, I only know again? that name because I've heard Peter say it before.
4: <laughs> no, Sabaton. No, no, like the the guitarist from Sabaton. No, 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 no. What's the What's the name of the band and the album? Like Majestica. Tell me anymore. <laughs> Majestica,
3: a Christmas Carol.
0: Fun fact for the listeners, when I was in sixth grade, I was Scrooge in A Christmas Carol. Good times.
3: Yes. Not well. a power middle, of. A Christmas Carol. Enjoy.
0: Majestic. I'm going to be listening uh, to that after
3: we finish. Christmas. I forgot the name of it, but he was also in a band with the lead singer from Narmia. Wild. Yeah. Fascinating.
0: They literally, it's yeah, literally adjust- just every song from A Christmas Carol. Huh.
4: Yeah. That's-
3: yeah. Um. Yeah. He he had Majestica before he joined Sabaton, so he's been singing. He's been a lead singer longer than he's been a lead guitarist.
4: Hmm. That's Fair a enough. Double threat, huh? Yeah,
3: enough dangerous. Man, he, yeah, hit me up, Grant.
0: Grant.
1: Two things out here, real quick. First, um, one other song I could listen to on repeat over and over and have um, uh, you know for days on end is um, "Light Up the Night" off uh, by the Protoman off Act Two, "The Father of Death," which is a Mega Man rock opera, and. Is absolutely incredible. Also, that song got used in the uh, the Wolf Among Us 2 trailer. So, you know, it absolutely, it is a banger and a half. But also, there's a tool out there for those of you who want to actually support artists in much better ways than Spotify does. Uh, If you just search for um, merch table uh hype Ooh. the hype machine has a tool that will scan your uh 2022 wrapped playlist or any other playlist that you have the URL for and find uh where uh what you can buy on Bandcamp which supports artists like 85% of the of funds go to the artist
0: as opposed to about 5% from Spotify. Spotify. Right. Okay, nice. Interesting. Okay. Very interesting.
4: I, I should also mention just real quick in the interest of being responsible. I really like Unleash the Archers. They seem like very nice people. The storyline has some elements to it that are probably not best for audience members on the younger side, like older teenagers and adults for just themes. Um, there's no swearing, there's nothing like super duper graphic, but it's yeah, it's definitely not kid stuff, so not intended for aware. all audiences. Yes.
0: Noted. Okay. And, you you know,
4: some standard fantasy villain behavior. Like you do.
0: (laughs) Uh, all right, here we go.